0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're studying the Word of God, God's very Word for us, given to us for us, so we can know Him, so we can follow Him. We're working our way through the Bible. Today we're finishing Second John. This is episode fifty five, and we're looking at Second John verses twelve and thirteen. This is the conclusion of Second John, his brief letter to the elect lady. He says, Though I have many things to write to you, I don't want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister send you greetings. There's not a lot of deep theology here. It's just a, a personal closing expressing the centrality of John's heart. He's not sending a letter that's chastising them that is beating them up but it's a letter meant for their own growth for their own protection and through it you see the heart that john has for these people he says i got a lot to say to you but i'd rather not write it down i'd rather talk to you face to face there are some things he needs to write to them they have got some challenges before them there are false teachers running amok throughout the region leading people astray so this isn't something that can be put off, something they can say, well, when I get to you in a few months, maybe a year, then we can talk about this incredible danger, which is threatening the eternity of people. So he has this things he needs to warn them about and encourage them about right now. But he'd really rather meet with them in person. And this speaks to his heart. As John the Elder, John the the Pastor, John the Apostle of Jesus, who really has a heart for these people, he wants to meet with them face-to-face. Now, the the Greek here literally reads mouth-to-mouth, but that means face-to-face. Mouth-to-mouth, speaking one to another. And so, he wants to meet with me in person, so that our joy may be complete. This is the phrase we, we see several places in the New Testament, this idea of making joy complete. We saw it in the introduction of First John First John 1:4. 1 John, 1, John said, "We're writing these things so that our joy may be complete." In the Gospel of John, John the Baptist talked about the, the, the coming of Jesus. In Gospel of John chapter three, start with verse 26. John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the one you testified about who's with you across the Jordan is baptizing and everyone's going to him. John responded, no one could receive anything lest it's been given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I've been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the groom, but the groom's friend who stands by and listens for him rejoices greatly at at the groom's voice. So this joy of mine is complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. So here, John the Baptist is referring to the the arrival of Jesus as his joy being complete. Later in the, the Gospel of John chapter 15, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. In verse 11, he says, I've told you these things so that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. In John 16, verse 24, Jesus said, "Until now you've asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete." In Jesus's prayer in John 17, as or, uh, shortly before Jesus dies, he's praying to the Father, he, and he's praying for unity of of the, his followers. John 17:13, he says, "Now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world." so they may have my joy completed in them. Paul even uses this phrase in Philippians 2.1. He says, if then there's any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. So we see this this, uh, phrase, this concept, making joy complete, Throughout the New Testament, if we think about what it's saying, first let's talk about joy. From a biblical Christian perspective, what is our joy? Our joy is in Christ. Our joy is knowing God through Christ. Our joy is experiencing a relationship with God, experiencing a fuller relationship with God. So to make our joy complete would be to connect us with God through Christ And anything that does that, that fulfills that, that deepens that relationship, makes our joy complete. And we saw that through the the various examples I gave. The idea of to know Christ, to know God the Father through Christ, to have this experience with God, that's true joy. Anything that makes that relationship more complete makes that joy more complete. Then he finishes with Verse 13, the children of your elect sister send you greetings. Now he began addressing the letter to the elect lady and her children. And I believe he is referring not to an individual person, but to a church as the elect lady, her children, then the people of the church. And so then this closing would be another church, a sister church, a church that, that John's had some experience with, or maybe John's home church. The children of your elect sister send you greetings. So the people of this church sing greetings to the people of that church. Now, it could mean that he is actually talking to an actual person and from her sister. But I think that the context fits with uh, it's a church. And so John's sending greetings from one church to another church. Well, the whole thrust of, of John's letter is there's three commands that you love one another, you watch yourselves, and do not receive false teachers. That is, do not be accomplices to false teachers with the the admonition to cling to the truth and love one another. So what will make our joy complete? If you think about our joy being an experience of a relationship with God, it's all through unity in Christ because, as John has made clear, you can't know God without knowing Christ. And so the the closer we are to God in that relationship, the closer we are to one another in that relationship, the more that our joy will be complete. It'll be complete as we pour ourselves into the word of God, which draws us together in that common faith. That as we love one another, actually, honestly, truly care for one another and desire the best for one another and pray for one another care for one another as we love the lord and that's the the common love that draws us to one another as we are devoted to the truth the truth based on the word of god which we can't know unless we devote ourselves to the word of god and we guard against error not to be mean about it but just to make sure that we know the truth we know the error and we're not falling into error. And we fall into error generally because we don't know the truth. And we just accept things because that's what we've always been told or it just sounds nice. So we've got to know the truth and our love for one another has got to be grounded in the truth. Our love for the Lord's got to be grounded in the truth. When we do that, when we ground our lives in the word of God, devote ourselves to one another, then our joy will be complete. Well this is the end of second John. Thanks for joining me as we've gone through first John now second John. Join me again next time as we start looking at third John.